following podcast is scheduled for one fall. First coming into the ring, Jose Sorozano. Our next host, Jermaine Meredith. And finally, Bimal Patel. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome to Smartdown Boulevard. We are a trio of smarts that love to talk wrestling, but not watch it on a regular basis. My name is Jose Solerzano, and with me as always are my smart co-hosts, Bamal Patel and Jermaine Meredith. How you doing, B? Super good. Super excited for this episode. <laughs> I bet you are. Jermaine, how about you? <laughs> I'm doing good and enjoying this beautiful day. Let me guess, you're at work again? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> Remember, you can listen to your favorite trio of smarts on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other audio streaming platforms. For the full list and to connect with us, visit us on our Instagram page at Smartdown Boulevard. That's at Smartdown BLVD. And on today's Smartdown Boulevard, we're going to do things a little bit differently. I'm going to drop kayfabe and bring my personal life into the show. My girlfriend, Michelle will be joining us to discuss professional wrestling. And the beauty of this is that she really isn't a fan of wrestling. And I got to thank Bamal for pitching this idea. And it's just going to be a hell of a You're show. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> is this revenge <laughs> for all of the smart trivia that you've uh, made? I have no idea what you're talking about. I have okay. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. There's your answer, folks. Let's see how this goes today on SmackDown Boulevard. We'll be right back. <laughs> This is Smartdown Boulevard! Welcome back to Smartdown Boulevard. As promised, I'd like to bring in my girlfriend of many years, Michelle Petrow. Thank you for joining us here on Smartdown Boulevard. Thank you so much for having me. Name of your show is Smartdown Boulevard. Yes. yes. Okay, fine. Boulevard. What is Smartdown? What is a smart? I know what a boulevard is, but what's a smart? <laughs> Jermaine, <laughs> Jermaine, please, oh my god. You know, you, know what's funny, you know what's the funny thing about that? She's never asked me this. She's just like, oh yeah, Smart Down Boulevard, congratulations. But what? Why do I sound like that in your mind? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just maybe this whole show. Thanks, Bamal. Um, Jermaine, please answer her. <laughs> so, the term smart is a combination of two words or terms. So the first part is someone that is smart, aka smart to the business, Mm -hmm. meaning that you know what goes on behind the scenes, how a match is put together, even some politics as to why uh, this person is winning a match or this person seems to be on a losing streak or a winning streak. So someone that is smart to the business will know things like that. They tend to read uh dirt sheets or inside reports about things happening backstage. So that's the first part of the word smart. The second part is some a mark. So somebody that is a fan of the wrestling business, uh they still think it's real, if you will. It's you know, real. they believe everything that <laughs> it's real to me then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Someone that believes in what they're seeing. And they will not question anything because there's such a mark, a fan of what they see happening. So it's those two words combined 
equaling smart. So me, Jose and Demo, we're a couple of smarts because we yes, we are a fan of the business, although we don't watch it that often. Mm-hmm. And we are smart to what's going on and what happens behind the scenes. Hence the word smart and our podcast, Smart Down Boulevard. Does that help? <laughs> yeah. Michelle, I want to hear your take on wrestling. What is it that you understand about it? I started watching wrestling, I would say, when me and Jose first started dating, which was 10 years ago. He brought me to wrestling events, and honest to God, I was trying to impress him, so I tried to watch it and keep up to date on everything that was happening (laughs) happening wrestling-wise. And I think after five years, I think I had finally had enough. I think after Edge's retirement was when I finally was like, I'm done. Um, Thank you, Mom. And then... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just kind of fell out of it at that point. It was just like once Edge retired, I was like, oh, what is the point of this? There's no reason for me to watch it anymore. And then I finally came out and told Jose the truth is that I'm not a big fan of it. I couldn't care less. Um, I've even fallen asleep at a couple of the wrestling events. So, yeah. After finding out, well, after Jose telling me that everything was kind of already pre-planned, that kind of annoyed me a bit because it was kind of that suspense that had me going as well. And then kind of the repetitive like, oh, let me pin you for almost three seconds and then I come back up. And then they do the same thing over and over and over again for like five minutes and then finally someone wins. I think that's what got me like kind of really annoyed with it. See, and that's where I have the problem. She, I think she loses, she's not willing to sit there for definitely not 15 minutes and watch a show happen. Because your big example is the money in the bank. She gets frustrated that why don't they just jump on the <laughs> right away? On Get on the, the ladder yeah. and climb up the ladder and pull it down. Like, it's not that complicated. People are crawling and, oh, I'm so defeated and I can't make it up the ladder. And it's just like, come on, man. I know you guys have the energy. I know you guys are tired, but come on. You can push through it. My whole thing is, okay, this is what I love. And this is what I love about wrestling, guys. And I think you guys will understand this, too, because you're fans. When it comes to wrestling and you're watching a show or a pay-per-view, you know you're going to get your money's worth because you're going to get a show. You're going to see a money in the bank that's going to last at least 10, 15 minutes. There's going to be a show. It's not like when you go and tune into a boxing pay-per-view. You're waiting all night long for the main event, and then it could last not even a minute right? You're not guaranteed to get your money's worth. At least with wrestling, you're going to get a show. What do you think, Jermaine? Yeah, yeah, I think the same thing. You're talking about the money in the back ladder match, why don't you just go climb up the ladder and get the belt? Well, it's the same thing in any uh, movie or TV show because wrestling, it's about telling a story, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're watching a Spider-Man movie or Star Wars mm-hmm. and Luke just goes up right up to Darth Vader and lops his head off the first time they meet. You're not going to be interested. The story is done. There's no Star Wars 1, 2, 3. It's done, right? Same with wrestling. They're trying to tell a story. They're trying to tell what they've gone through to get to that Money in the Bank briefcase, the beating that they took, the abuse. And then once they climb up to that top of the ladder ever so slightly and slowly, they finally get the briefcase, all of the all of the things leading up to that point, reach their climax, and the fans go home happy. <laughs> That's what it's about. <laughs> I get that, but I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. It's still boring. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Well, here's what I'm more interested in. This is what I'm more interested in, because I think the residents of the SmackDown Boulevard are more interested in this. You spent five years trying to impress a man through wrestling? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I didn't do that well. I put myself through that for five years, and I think it was just because I really, like, the first two, okay, I'll say this. Maybe the first three years, I was like, wow, 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 wow. Like, Jose really is dedicated to this. I went out, and I tried to buy half of the stuff for Jose. You know what I mean? Like, I would go out 
down and he'd show me a link on Amazon or no, on eBay that would be like a three pack and that would be like his ultimate gift for Christmas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd go out and I try to get them. I got my dad to drop me off and help me pick up the items type of thing. And then my dad would be terrified because he'd, he'd be like, who are you meeting to go pick up toys from? You know what I mean? Like, it's creepy. Don't take toys <laughs> from strangers. You know what I mean? But I'd be like, no, let me go meet a stranger to pick up a three-pack wrestling rink. You and, know what I mean? And I appreciate it. I love you for it. <laughs> I thank you. You saying you got into it for one character specifically, Edge? Or were you for sort Edge, of into was- all of it? For me, finding out that like Natalia, Bret Hart, um, Edge, I don't even know. Those are the mains that I know that are from Canada. You know what I mean? And that kind of like I told Jose I wanted to become a wrestler at that point when he told me about them. You know what I mean? And like I think that's what kind of got me going is that I found out that people from Canada do it. You know what I mean? And that, that shocked yeah. me. I never even I didn't know that. I thought it was like only an American thing. See, that's interesting to me because like I think as wrestling fans, we want to get better. And obviously, wrestling always wants more people interested in it. Mm-hmm. It is a rarity that people do. So for me, it's interesting to see how would someone who has no interest in this thing, who only does it for the sake of trying to impress him, your essentially, dress <laughs> her boyfriend. Yeah. But you put, it, it, but you still manage to find something that yeah. intrigued you. Yeah. You still manage to find something. You can't say that anymore because you probably see it every now and then right now. You probably see it and you're like, nothing really engages you like it did back then. Yeah. So, I don't know. I find it interesting. Like, it's just, what? Oh. oh, I wasn't supposed to swear. Where no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Me personally. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. This is good. <laughs> For me, the biggest letdown, I think... Would have been sorry, but mom, I'm jumping back and forth. But like the biggest letdown no, for me fine. would have been Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. What is it, twenty-one to one? That's stupid. It, it should not have been done. Undertaker has been with the company for so long. I understand that's what the storyline was. That's what they were going for. But that was just such a letdown because it's just he came back four times after that. He could have retired after after that match or during that match. It could have been the twenty-two zero. You know what I mean? And just called it a day. But here's my thing. Hold on. If I'm going to cut you off, she's going on, on and on. That's the thing. Like, her views on wrestling are all over the place. And yeah. I think it shows just now that she jumps from back and forth and, and all that stuff. But she actually does ask legit questions. And one of the questions that she asked me when we were watching the Undertaker uh, documentary, what was it that oh, you asked um- me? Okay, so during the documentary, he talks about, like, in-ring psychology. Like, what is that? Yeah, so I'm like, I like hearing her say that stuff because those are terms that, again, probably only people like us who watch wrestling would know what that is. But someone who's watching just a documentary because she likes to be behind the scenes and she hears stuff like this, she doesn't know what that is. Like She can have a general well, idea of it, but she's just, what is that? Like That goes beyond to just watching wrestling, right? Well, how about this? When you make the example of money in the bank, when they try to come up a ladder and you're like, why don't they just run up? That's in-ring psychology because you're, you're right. They, maybe they should, but if they're really, really tired, Mm-hmm. And they're showing that they've been so worn down. They're slowly crawling up. Mm-hmm. That's in-ring psychology. They're trying to play, make you, they're trying to make you believe that what you're seeing is real. Yeah, exactly. Like in-ring psychology is structuring a match so that it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, that it's worked properly. It tells a story and it just doesn't consist of random moves. So say if a wrestler is working on a other wrestler's arm, his left arm. You're not going to see that wrestler go again and punch him with his left arm because his left arm should be injured, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the in-ring psychology. So you're telling me if you're really, really, really tired and you're like, can't you pin them down in the Money in the Bank matches? No, you can't. Well, just throw them out of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. No, it's fair point. Here's the thing. This is what I find interesting. If you want to get more people into into wrestling, why not? This is an argument that makes sense. Sometimes I look at wrestling and I'm like, 
why don't they just throw them out the ring? Why don't they? And they do sometimes, but... The tables are fake, so I mean, like... No, 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 no. Sorry, don't, the ladders are fake. No, no, no. But do the ladders not, are made of okay, wood, Okay, first of correct? all, first of all, I told you this many times. Oh, my goodness. Do not I use under- the word fake. Okay. <laughs> I understand that the ladders aren't real metal. They're made out of wood. I they're, get that. They're gimmicked. Okay, so put a gimmicked chair. You could say fake, Michelle. You could say fake. It's okay. No, it's not fake. It's gimmicked. I will admit that them putting themselves, like rest, all the wrestlers putting themselves through kind of that pain, and I will agree that is not that's real. You could see it. My first example is Edge because I saw him retire, and that was the first one that was just like, wow, his neck is that busted. Like that, I feel so bad for him. And thank you, mom. Like I would have been crying. You know what I mean? Like she came out there so proud of her son, and I was like, oh my god, my heart. Like it melted for him. And I think watching him retire was just like, wow, you see what these moves do to these people. It's just sad. Michelle is stuck in 2011 wrestling, and then she's seen little <laughs> glimpses here and there, and it's just frustrating for me because, you know, when I watch my wrestling, I obviously know what I'm watching. I enjoy it. She will come in, I'm like, and I want her to watch with me because, you know, it's we're bonding, and she's enjoying it somehow or trying to enjoy it, and then she asks me all these thousands of questions, and it kind of ruins it for me in a way because I can't enjoy what I'm watching. I don't know if I should get angry at her because at least she's taking interest, you know, but it's just frustrating. Teaching somebody who just, again, doesn't want to see past the work and the in-ring psychology and just the spectacle of it. She just wants more. What do you want? You just want more realism, I guess. Yeah, more realism. If you're going to tell me that, like, I understand, because when you were watching um, The Dark Side of the Ring, that one was interesting. Because you, when he, when they were talking about Russo and um, Cornette and how they were putting on that skit about um, all of the actual wrestlers versus boxers. Now you're talking about the brawl for all. That. Okay, so here's the thing. Michelle enjoys the behind the scenes of wrestling more than the actual product. That's safe to say, right? Yeah. It's safe to say in some ways. Because that's why you like the documentary. You like these Dark Side of the Rings. You like Total Divas. Total Bellas. Total Divas, not anymore. I swear, I had yeah. to switch to Total Bellas. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I'm trying to say you <laughs> like the back the the backstage, seeing what happens behind the scenes in wrestling more than the actual product. Yeah. And that's fine. And I think that nowadays, because of the whole reality era of wrestling, guys, that this is how she consumes wrestling the loss of kayfabe has allowed people like michelle what's kayfabe (laughs) when you find out it's not real okay uh the loss of kayfabe has allowed fans like michelle to to kind of come up and enjoy wrestling it's another aspect of wrestling Mm -hmm. right bomo yeah yeah yeah. no i mean that's what tends to happen to people who fall out of love with it or interest in it. Like, I'm in that place, too. I get it. I'd rather watch BTS stuff than most wrestling nowadays. You don't really like wrestling, the art of wrestling. You like everything that goes beyond. You appreciate the athleticism. Yes. But you don't... To, to you, that's boring. You like to be... You like to see the behind the scenes. You like to I see think, the. I like heart. to see how far these guys can push their body. Yeah, I think you'd like to see ECW. I think you're more of an ECW fan than the WWE fan. No, but that ECW is that the one where they're like literally like it's like for death in there. Yeah, pretty much. That scares me a little bit though. Oh, I see. think I would. I think I would scream too much. So there's no pleasing you. Sometimes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's just. It's just. She likes spot. You like spot. You like some like you like AEW. You big spot. Spot. Like, uh, okay, yeah, I don't know what a okay. spot is. What's a spot? So, like, if you do a big, like, say they put up a bunch of ladders and then they try to put someone on top of, the, of one of the tables and then jump off the ladder and go through the table, mm. that's a spot. Yeah. Like, they're setting up for something big. Like, you'd like to see the big things and put their yeah. bodies through these, like, 
big hit. So like, yeah, AEW would be a thing. And if you don't mind me saying, some of these wrestlers are just a little creepy. Oh my god! A little creepy. Jake the Snake. Yeah, I was little, just about to ask you. Like a little. <laughs> like, why are you whistling at me? No, not only whistling oh, at you. The Jake, stairs. Hold the, on, oh. listen, Jake the Snake. Oh, I paid for him to sign my figure and for me to take a photo with him. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. He signed my figure, but he didn't take the photo with me. He took the photo with Michelle and told Michelle to sit on his lap. No, no, no. You're forgetting. I took the photo with you and Jake the with of you and Jake the Snake. I don't have After, that photo. Oh wait, no, you didn't take the photo. No, I don't. Because it was funny because then he's like, "Do you want a photo?" Because he Jose was just like, "Oh, and I'm also paying for a photo." He's like, "Oh, okay." And then while he's signing Jose's figure, he looked. He whistled, looked at me, and then he's like, "Do you want a photo?" I was like, ah, uh, no, it's oh okay. I even said, no, it's okay. He's gonna take the photo. Like, I don't, I don't need a photo. He's like, no, it's okay. Come here, sit on my lap. You know how awkward it is to sit on some a grown oh man's lap. Like, it ain't Sandy. <laughs> so like, trying to imagine trying to take a seat on a lap, but you don't want to put your butt on the lap. Like, you know what I mean? So you're like ho- hovering over the lap, over the knees, over the thighs, and then I'm just like, you know what? Can you just stand up for me? Because this is not working. And he's like, okay, fine. And he stood up for me. And then there was so I'm gonna post guy. this on Instagram. And we're gonna get we're gonna get so big. We're gonna smart down Boulevard, took down Jake Robert for yeah. being a womanizer. No, <laughs> I know true. he's such a creep, and I, and he didn't take the photo with me. That bastard. <laughs> Listen, Michelle, thank you for coming coming out. We appreciate it. Uh, it was a great time. Hopefully, everyone learned a lot. Hopefully, fans learned why people like you may or may not be into it. Again, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me, Vamal and Jermaine and Jose. You smarks. Oh my god. <laughs> We'll be right back. We'll be right back on Smart Town Boulevard. You're listening to Smart Town Boulevard. Before we sign off, we'd like to thank Michelle again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me here, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yes, it was a lot of fun. I know you guys are excited about all the things we talked about today. All the topics we talked about today. Sorry. (laughs) And I gave you something Uh, to think about, I would say. Like how I shouldn't be on the show again. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, this is a recurring segment. Michelle, you will be back. Trust me, 100%. I'll be back on the next episode after watching the next episode of Raw. You know, why doesn't Michelle just, like, take over the show then, uh, you know? Cause, oh, good. I'm, oh, my. Okay, here, Michelle, go. Let's see, let's see what you can do. Okay, go. here we go. Ready, everybody? Okay. <laughs> I'd like to thank Bamal, Jermaine, and Jose for having me as a guest <laughs> podcast star on their Smartdown Boulevard show. Remember, you can listen to us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and much more. Find us on Instagram as well as Smartdown Boulevard, that's Smartdown, B-L-V-D, to connect with us and keep the conversation going. Jermaine, thank you. Bamal, thank you. Jose, thank you. And until next time, Smarks, tuck your chin in. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 <laughs>